What's up, brother? And welcome to the Becoming Kings podcast. I'm Johnny King, and I'm a life enthusiast, growth mentor, and men's lifestyle fulfillment coach. I've dedicated my life to helping men who feel like they're just not living up to their full potential to level up and become the king of their kingdoms. So whether you've been feeling stuck or numb or extremely angry with not living up to your greatest potential in any area of your life, then I'll be in your ears every week dropping some truly transformative episodes to help you become a man that you're proud to be. I'm glad you're here. Let's get to it. What's up, it's Johnny King. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Becoming Kings podcast. You know, at the beginning of my book, also entitled Becoming Kings, I talk about a very challenging experience uh, where I was hiking a mountain with a buddy and there was a, a climbing accident and he passed away. And I talk about how uh, difficult it was in that moment to make sure I didn't lose my mind, quite frankly go into shock, uh, pass out myself, potentially just fall off the the edge myself. Um, And so as as important as emotional mastery is, I feel like uh, a big part of the that journey is understanding what you can control and what you cannot control, right? In that situation, Obviously, I couldn't control uh, what he did, how that happened, um, you know, wanting to reti- uh, rewind time. And uh, so much of my brain couldn't, couldn't capture in that moment, and quite honestly, for, for quite a while, couldn't uh, accept the gravity of what had just transpired, right? And I think when we experience things like that... Um, it has a uh, an effect on our nervous system, and uh, it's like it almost like seeps into our bones and it and it rattles us. My little sister was telling me um, last night when we were chatting that she had an experience where she uh, barely missed hitting someone. When she was up in, uh, she lived up in Summit County, which is, Summit County is kind of near where, you know, Breckenridge and Keystone and A Basin, it's uh, up in Colorado. It's where a bunch of, you know, ski resorts are, kind of near, somewhat near Vail. And uh, she was sliding out of control in her car and just barely missed someone. And then she (laughs) was able to regain control of her car and get to her class that she was teaching or she was participating in, and she, like, once she got there, she totally broke down and started crying um, and, like, had to get that energy out, you know. But as guys, sometimes we're so, you know, uh, programmed not to express that, those types of emotions, <clears throat> but to repress them, to keep them in, you know. Um, as it relates to, to my buddy's accident, you know, years ago, I ultimately did just sob that night. Um, and a lot the next couple of days, like anytime I, I really thought about it, I, uh, my heart went out to, to him, of course, uh, to his wife, to his kids, uh, to their grandkids. Um, 
and and somewhat even to myself just because i i was having self-compassion for for realizing that that's not something that i'd ever experienced and that it was okay to not know how to fucking handle it and so i say all that uh because it doesn't get any easier (laughs) um I think the challenges, as we become stronger, the challenges might become even more overwhelming at times. I don't know. I don't know if that's necessarily true or not. But um, even if we emotionally get stronger, uh, it's not like the, the challenges get easier, right? There's still a challenge. And so I say all this because, you know, whether it's, um, you know, kind of waking up in a funk or living your day-to-day kind of in a funk or a fog and uh, working to, to snap out of it. Or it's something like what I experienced um, a couple days ago. I went with two buddies. We were getting a massive storm up in Steamboat and uh, Steamboat Springs, which is a, a beautiful mountain town up in kind of northern central Colorado. And it's about two and a half, three hours away from Denver. And we decided, you know what? We're supposed to be getting like a foot of snow up there. And uh, you know what? No better time than a mid-Wednesday, <laughs> mid-week Wednesday to, to go chase a storm and get some snowboarding in. So myself and, and two of my buddies who were brothers, we decided to jump in uh, one, of, one of their trucks and head up there. <clears throat> now I've been I was I offered to to drive because um, again I think if if any of us uh, take pride in driving a lot of times we feel most comfortable when we're behind the wheel right like when you have the control of that type of situation but they said no no worries we'll we'll drive uh, you know my buddy said we'll drive my my brother's truck it's a big F one fifty I'm like cool all right. Let's do it. I was like, all right, surrendering, <laughs> surrendering. And quite frankly, it's kind of nice sometimes when you always do drive uh, and it's a haul and it's not easy, especially in, in winter conditions when the roads are either icy or snowy. Um, you have to be just emotionally aware and <laughs> awake, obviously, um, on alert, so to speak. So I was like, cool, cool, cool. I'll jump in the back and I'll surrender and we'll just go. And it'll be a long haul up there, but we're going to drive up there early morning, ski all day, and then drive home same day, which is a lot of driving. But uh, both the two guys are married and have kids, and, uh, you know, I got to get home to my puppy. You know, no one's going to feed him if it weren't, you know, that's not true. I got tons of great support for my puppy. But anyways, for my dog, um, and so we're cruising, and there was the thought because I've had I've owned a couple of different trucks. I've owned a couple of mid-size trucks, a couple of full-size trucks. Uh I had a Tundra back in the day, Toyota Tundra, and that thing was a beast. And it was heavy enough and uh it was a beast through snow and that sort of thing. I had a Tacoma and I got rid of it because the mid-size truck for me just wasn't heavy enough and I got into a few accidents where I just there wasn't enough weight even with a couple sandbags in the in the bed of the truck. I lost uh traction of the back side, back end of the, the truck, right? <clears throat> Even though it was four-wheel drive. So I thought those things, okay, cool, whatever, you know, it's a big, you know, heavy-duty F-150 truck, no big deal. 
So we're cruising along. We're probably 45 minutes out from Steamboat. And uh, we're all just chilling, talking, whatever. And uh, I was just minding my own business, kind of looking out the window. When I hear my buddy go, oh, shit. Uh-oh. And I quickly kind of like looked around the the you know the passenger front seat chair to notice that we were sliding we were like fishtailing <clears throat> and sure enough then I quickly changed my my point of view out my window and we are literally going perpendicular <laughs> to the road as we're starting to to do a 180 right so I'm like looking out the window and all of a sudden I'm realizing I'm the one who's <laughs> Going, I'm the first one down the road, and my buddies who are actually driving are behind me <clears throat> because now we're facing backwards. Um, but we we hit uh, we went across the road. Gratefully, no oncoming traffic was coming. But if, you know when those 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 moments happen, right? And I made a joke to uh, one of my friends last night that I just I should have just screamed out, "Jesus, take the wheel!" You know. <laughs> Because it was like one of those moments where like, oh, we're going. And you have those few moments where you're like, you haven't hit anything yet, but you know you're totally out of control. Um, and you're just kind of bracing for impact that you're like, it's slow motion. You're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> we are probably going 40 miles an hour. We slam into this uh, snow embankment. Gratefully, you know, there had been a fair amount of snow up there. So they had, you know. Obviously, when they're plowing, snow piles up on either side of the road. So rather than going, you know, careening off the road into some, you know, <laughs> off an edge somewhere or into some big ditch, there's a huge thing of snow piled up. That saved us for sure. But we hit that thing pretty fucking hard. I remember hitting my head against kind of like the window and I had my coffee. <laughs> How basic is this? I had my coffee in my hand. Um, but we tip. We tip all the way up uh, on the side of, uh, of the car, right? And I remember like looking over my shoulder through the window and all I see is snow, <laughs> right? And all of our snow gear, which was like to the left of me, because I was sitting in the back right passenger seat of the truck when we had our snow, snowboarding boots and jackets and helmets and I just got <laughs> clobbered with boots and helmets and gloves and jackets and pants and uh, and a bunch of other stuff. I think there was a Barbie that hit me because my buddy has three kids. A Barbie hit me, a big thing of water, uh, a big packet of markers. <laughs> I'm so grateful I can laugh about it now. Um, but it literally felt like the car just hung out on its side for five seconds probably less but it seems longer right when slow when time slows down and then it's just like and we're like oh shit are we gonna go on to our roof or are we gonna go back to the wheels because <clears throat> we were started moving and you kind of lose track of like what's up and what's down when you when something like that happens pretty fast right and your body again is kind of going through shock but gratefully the the truck leans back and falls back on all four wheels <clears throat> So we all look at each other with like deer and headlights look like, what the fuck just happened? Again, gratefully, no one was there. Uh, cars started passing us and stopping. Hey, do you guys need help? And we're like, no, you know, we had a, a shovel. What we really ultimately needed was a tow. So we thought. But uh, 
with three grown-ass men and, you know, a problem to fix. <laughs> uh, we ultimately got got the car out. It was drivable. There's body damage on my side of the, of the car. <clears throat> but uh, it was drivable. And so what do we do? We just keep on driving to Steamboat. And so we end up having uh, an epic day of skiing in uh, so much powder, which is, again, exhausting, right? But then, you're, then we're all exhausted, and we get back in the car, you know, around probably 3.30, uh, 3.30 or 4, to make our three-hour trek back to back home. And that was, uh, especially once the sun goes down. Once the sun goes down, and we were getting a storm kind of like all across Colorado at that point, uh, all the way into to Denver. So we were in snow pretty much the whole way home. And that's really tough because, A, you can't see the road, which is what happened when we uh, spun out of control. I think my buddy like lost sight of like where the road was exactly, and he kind of went off the side of the road a little bit on the right, which took our, you know, kind of dropped our back right tire into a little bit of a softer snow, and then that just kind of spun us out. But you can't see the road. And if they don't have uh, really tall, like, uh, posts or little flags that they use to, to mark either side of the road for snow plows, then you can get really lost, right? Because when the snow is coming down hard, your headlights don't really go very far out into the night. They just pick up all of the snow that's coming down right in front of your your headlights, right? So when we were Actually, before we had spun out earlier in the morning, it was still dark because we left at 6 a.m. Um, there's a really, really long, steep uh, drive. Gosh, drive, gosh. Part of the road after you go through these uh, this Eisenhower Tunnel, which is the top of this pass, right before you start coming down into Summit County, into Silverthorne and Frisco and Dillon. There's a really long hill. Um, and there was a FedEx truck that had completely jackknifed and, uh, took up, you know, three of the four lanes. So that already got us on high alert, right on the way there. Then of course we spun out, almost flipped the truck. That was another thing. Then we had a long day where, you know, it was great. It was amazing, uh, conditions. We all had a ton of fun, but then we're exhausted because that's just, you know, skiing and powder is so much fun and yet so exhausting. Then you get in your car and you have to be like, okay, now we're all kind of like <laughs> remembering what we experienced hours earlier in the morning. And now it's snowing more so like in the latter half of the drive home. We're back on Highway 70, which is the main highway, but there's a lot more people, a lot more trucks, snowing like a shit ton. And it was probably one of the scarier drives that I've ever experienced where every time I kind of chose to to look in front of us, I was like, how the fuck can he see where we're going, right? And 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 you really couldn't because a lot of the reflectors were all snow-covered. Uh, you have oncoming traffic, which blinds you even more. I think he was just kind of going off of like following the, the main uh, concrete divider, right? And granted, we weren't going... Well, we were going deep. Yeah, we were going fast enough. We were. I was watching. We'd go anywhere from thirty-five to like fifty-five miles an hour, depending on curves. And then you'd every once in a while have those fucking dumbasses who fly past you at like sixty-five, seventy, 
uh, as if they're invincible, right? Which only makes you more scared because if they go out of control, they can take a whole bunch of us with them. So anyways, I say all this because I could feel uh, energetically like my nervous system was still like, A, it was exhausted and taxed. But I still, I think we were all a little unnerved still from the flipping of the truck earlier that day, right? So my buddy, he's white knuckling, you know, every single corner and every single turn. People are, you know, keeping their hazard lights on. We're, we're trying to follow other people. Other times we're in the lead, so you really can't see shit. And the entire road, like I said, is completely snowed over. And I just kept on having to sit back in my seat. I just closed my eyes <laughs> and I just breathed. I was like, you know what? <laughs> I'm just going to trust. I just, I'm going to surrender this to my buddy who's driving, trust him, you know, that he's, he's got this. And the rest of it is out of my control. If we get another car accident, we get another car accident. But the reality is that we all have our seatbelts on. We all have our wits about us. Um, I still had the second half of my coffee that I was finishing from earlier that morning in, in hand, which I was hoping wasn't going to jinx us. Um, but it was brutal. It was brutal. I got home and uh, I got upstairs and I almost immediately just jumped in the shower because I just, you know, after a long day of being out in the fucking 20 degree cold, you know, even though I was warm enough, there's still part of it where I was just kind of chilled to the bone, right? So I just wanted to stand or quite frankly, I just sat in the shower for about 20, 30 minutes. Um, But I felt that need to like, I didn't, I, I definitely didn't cry. I wasn't like scared at that point, but I needed to like shake that energy, that, that stuff out of my nervous system, you know? And so it wasn't like a violent shaking, but I kind of closed my eyes as I sat there, literally sitting at the on the floor of my shower, right? As my shower is just like pouring down on my head and my face. And I just kind of got, I actually was just kind of thinking about like everything we went through just now to make it home safe, to be fucking in my warm shower. I had so much to be grateful for that all of us uh, didn't end up in a hospital somewhere or worse, and I I got these series of like, not convulsions, maybe convulsions, or like shivers, or man, I just had to like, I just was like, like I had to like shake it out, even though I'm sitting in fucking hot shit, hot shit, hot shit water, I don't know what that means, I was gonna say hot as fuck, uh, but that doesn't make a whole lot of sense either, Um, just sounded right in my head. It didn't sound right after it came out of my mouth, but uh, you know what I'm talking about. Just hot water. Let's just go with hot water. Okay, great. Back to the story. And I shook it off, and I felt so much better uh, getting back into bed that night and just just breathing, relaxing. Um, and then the next morning, I took some time to actually do like a 30-minute meditation, which quite frankly, I haven't been doing for a long time. If anything, I've been doing one to five minute meditations because I think in my mind, I've overwhelmed myself with like, oh, I need to do a 30 to 60 minute meditation. I've got all this work I need to do and then I never make time for it, right? But just taking some time to meditate and breathe and uh, 
still my mind, still my heart, still my nervous system was so important. And so I guess, I guess it's a, uh, a reminder of how quickly uh, life can, <laughs> uh, can change. How quickly life can go from, oh, you're just driving down the road, listening to music. We're all like looking out the window or talking and having fun and laughing and whatnot to like, Jesus, take the wheel. <laughs> Please, someone someone take the wheel because you know, none of us are driving. And, uh, you know, gratefully we weren't going that fast. But should there, ha- you know, could there have been or would there have been a uh, another oncoming car? that would have T-boned us and would have hit uh, me particularly where I was sitting in the passenger side back seat, you know. And that's kind of where the, where the first impact was on, the, on this huge kind of icy, you know, snow berm on the side of the road. So I'm super grateful. There's just a lot of, we, we kind of expressed throughout the day um, that we were grateful, you know, that uh, it could have been way way worse and for us to actually be able to to get the truck out and to drive and all be sitting on the chairlift together having an epic snow day or powder day was uh was pretty awesome but that drive home was making me question is this really worth it (laughs) it's just man those those mountains obviously are so steep driving uh there's so much snow there's so many other people there's so many things that could go wrong you're really just riding the edge of uh, of something kind of catastrophic happening, which is kind of what I thought about as it relates coming around full circle to my experience of climbing some of those 14ers. Some of the 14ers um, have no exposure. I mean, they're all exposed, don't get me wrong, meaning they're all above uh, tree level, uh, weather, uh, wind, lightning. Like if you, if you have any of that stuff, you're exposed. But I'm talking more about like the danger the dangerous, dangerous exposure of like cliffs, um, <clears throat> rocks falling, um, you know, things where you actually need mountaineering type of equipment. Made me think to myself when my buddy passed away up on Long's Peak, I'm like, is this worth it? And I kind of decided like, you know what, for me, it's not. <laughs> uh, will I ever do Long's again? I don't think so. But I could, like, I don't, I don't feel like I'm so scared that I wouldn't do it. But I really have to question any of those mountains. Um, is it really worth it? And I, I'm actually fascinated by, you know, Everest documentaries. And more recently on Netflix, you've got the 14 Peaks, which is an amazing documentary. I highly recommend. Like, God bless those guys. Um, but that takes a lot of risk. And there's a lot of, um, there's a lot to lose uh, ultimately, you know, especially if you have uh, a wife and kids, which I guess would make you think that I have less to lose. <laughs> but at the end of the day, since I don't have a wife and kids, um, at the end of the day, though, we all have our lives to lose, right? And I don't think it's worth it. So, you know, again, whether you're talking about an accident, like I've just kind of described or told the story of, or you're just having shitty day after shitty day after shitty day and you question you know whether you want to continue on with this life man there's too many people that love you there's too many too many wonderful things that you have in store for your life that uh 
that that is why you've been given this gift of life. But it's just easy to take that for granted when when each and every single day kind of feels like Groundhog's Day, especially if you're feeling like you have this like um, this depression or this this you just feel stuck, you know. Which I I've I wouldn't call it depression, but I definitely feel like I've been in a rut for a while, <clears throat> and, it, and it ebbs and flows, right? But uh, I think it just goes back to the basics. You need some sort of mindfulness practice. Meditation, I think, is huge, right? Or prayer or journaling. You need a community. You need people to surround you. Um, and it also helps to really to, to move your body, to, to do some type of physical fitness, whether it be, again, working out, playing sports, hiking, doing some mixed martial arts. Uh, move your body, Right? And then uh, do what you can to pour good stuff into your brain, such as this podcast or finding other motivating things on YouTube or other audio shows or books, right? TV shows, whatever. All those things, I think, help uh, uh, tremendously, right? And I think just with the, uh, with the, what do you call it? I always think wellness. Jesus, I just said it. Not wellness with a... Uh, Spiritual practice, uh, health practice. You know what am I? What am I talking about? I'm talking about meditation. The word's going to come to me eventually. <clears throat> when you're doing some sort of mindfulness practice, fucking a. Why can I not remember mindfulness? Uh, I think that really allows me, you, any of us, to uh, cultivate that um, that muscle of surrender. Because I know for me, a lot of times, like I just, when I just meditated earlier today, even there's a part of me that's like, I don't have time to do 27 minutes or 24 minutes or 30 minutes of meditation. I got shit to do. And yet I have this kind of like, like I got to go, 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 go type feeling, right? And even though I know I want to go do those things, I know this is actually more important. And I think those things are important so that when you're in positions of, or situations of like, like I was the other day, surrendering to like, okay, we're spinning or surrendering to, okay, I'm not driving. I'm, I'm just going to sit back and I'm just going to trust, you know, like just surrendering to that, which is out of your control is so much easier. I wouldn't say it's easy, so much more um, simple or uh, you have a greater capacity for just trusting that than to sit in the backseat of the car, let's say, and me like biting my fingernails off, like freaking the fuck out with anxiety. I just sat back there and I just breathed. And I think there's a lot to be said about that. Again, whether you're talking about a business or a relationship or health or a spiritual or, or something having to do with your, your family or, you know, you just have to learn to breathe. I think it's so important. That's why I think that mindfulness practice is a huge component of keeping keeping yourself on top of things so that you uh, so you don't spin out of control. So that's all I got for you today. I hope that helps helps me a lot of times just kind of speaking these things through, these things out because going through some of those experiences and not having any form of release, uh, you know, emotionally, energetically. I think that stuff can be, especially for us guys, can be kept in. And then it comes out and uh, it leaks out in 
passive aggressiveness and annoyance and fits of rage or anger. Um, and none of that is healthy. And the people that, that love us that have nothing to do with, <laughs> you know, these things don't deserve that type of behavior. Um, if the world needs something right now more than ever, it needs, uh, it needs men who have, I wouldn't say who have healed. Uh, yes, certainly that, but who are healing, who are doing the work of healing and are stepping up. And even when things are shitty, they keep on fighting and they're there for each other. Um, they are their brother's keeper as Traver Boehm says. And I think it's so important. So appreciate you. Thank you for listening. We'll catch up with you on the next episode of the Becoming King podcast. Cheers. That's it for this one, and I want to thank you for listening. Hey, if you got some good ideas from this episode and you want more, please feel free to subscribe to the podcast. And if you think others may benefit from it also, share it on social media and tag me in your post so I can say hey. It would also mean a lot to me if you felt inclined to write a review of the show on Apple Podcasts since I read every single one of them. And if you've got any questions or topics that you'd like to recommend, or really just anything that you think I could improve upon, man, I thrive on constructive feedback. So hit me up with an email at podcast at johnnyking.com. Oh, and feel free to also subscribe to my YouTube channel, connect with me on LinkedIn, and follow me on Instagram at johnnyking and on Facebook at facebook.com backslash johnnykingmenscoach. Thanks again for joining me. I'll catch you next time.